listening to Almost Daily Discourse with your perfectly adequate hosts, Charles, Mike, Phil, and here with today's topic is Tony P. Hey, Trash Pandas, what is up? Thank you for joining us for your Almost Daily Discourse podcast. This is a podcast for pondering. We talk about just random stuff. And it's fun. And I feel like sometimes at the end of the night, we come out wiser. We come out better. Like we learned a little bit. We buy some stuff. And then on Fridays, we regret it. And then uh, Saturday, we return it. That's that's the life cycle of ADD. Before I get started, uh, I just saw, oh, that reminds me to start my clock. But on the website where I have my clock, I just saw there's a new late show with Elmo coming out. Um, so y'all look into that if you're interested. Looking at you, Charles. Uh, it's on uh, HBO Max. That could be interesting. I like it. Yeah, it looks pretty. Looks pretty cool. Not too late show, Tony. Um, is that what's called the not too late show? I'm like ninety percent sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty fucking cute. I couldn't. I couldn't see it. My eyes are bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what it looks like. This week tonight with Elmo. <laughs> so, so tonight's topic is uh something i thought of a couple weeks ago kind of brought up in conversation we're gonna talk about it today in retrospect looking back at yourself how did you know you would become a content creator so i'm sure most of you are of the age that when you were younger they didn't have twitch and streaming and youtube and podcast or the internet for some of us uh, so looking back, what was it that signaled you would be become a content creator? I'll, I'll start because uh, it's my topic. I'll do what I want. And I'm trying to get out of here so I can get back to uh, Godzilla and Kong. Yeah. Um, but for me, one of the first computers I had was like a Packard Bell, I think like 486. And I found some program where you could align music to like not even videos to like crappy animations. And the only music I had was the soundtrack to Beavis and Butthead do America. (laughs) And so I did like this weird, I was, I don't know how old I was, man, like seven, eight, nine, 40. I don't know. Um, um, but I did this like weird PowerPoint esque color animation to Beavis and Butthead singing along with Cher. They did a cover of I Got You, Babe. And mm-hmm. I'll never forget that. I spent hours on it just to go, oh, look, it aligns. And when they talk about one thing, something pops up. And, like, I was just so into it. And that was the beginning of the end. And the next thing after that, I went to school. They had MS Paint that I was obsessed with. And then, honestly, from there, the rest the rest was history. So, Looking back, what what um what what got you guys on this road that we're on today, where we're buying all this stuff to make content? Well, it's it's funny, man, because for me, broadcasting is always what I wanted to get into. Um, I remember when I was younger, I had a um, I had a, a tape deck, and I would I would hit record on the radio. And then go to school and then come back to see what songs I picked up. And then I would I would make a master cut of me introing and outroing songs and playing set lists because being a broadcaster is always kind of what I wanted to do. And uh, shit, I did that through all of maybe the late 90s. Uh, it wasn't until I got into high school where I had access to uh, my father's old VHS video cameras 
and we used to make short films or, or stupid little movies and, or skate videos and stuff like that. And I talked about this on, um, cell by cell is where me and my buddy did a stop go animation with a lot of his, uh, action figures, right? We spent all day setting up, you know, these inch by inch movements of these, of these action figures, which equated to maybe 15 seconds of footage. But I had a blast doing it right. Like that, that day was not wasted that day still, you know, I'm talking about it 20 years later about how fucking awesome that day was. And I knew at that point, this is something that I enjoyed doing. This is something that I want to hopefully pursue and then uh, hopefully make it into some sort of a job. I remember I was five or six and uh, I was playing Super Mario on Christmas with my whole family. And everyone was watching me play the game. And I thought it was the coolest situation I had ever been in. Everyone was asking me questions about the game and I was answering them while playing and I was doing very poorly while trying to answer questions. But then when I would focus on the game again, I would play decently, right? I mean, I was five. I was fucking terrible. But like, I remember thinking, how cool is it that everyone in the room is watching me play this game? Uh and like only now am I putting together like that's that's what Twitch is. <laughs> like is it isn't it weird? That's, like that's I fucking had, it. Like I had that same moment, Mike, but it was in college and we had a Super Nintendo and the only game we had was Global Guts. Nickelodeon's <laughs> Global Guts. Dude, you have it. And I did, and people do, would do, sit, do, do. sit around the fucking couch and watch me destroy the aggro crag as we're all high as shit, and they're just like, God, if you could just figure out a way to make revenue with people right. watching you play <laughs> old fucking video games that nobody cares about. So weird. And so, like, that's when I was like, oh, I really love attention. Uh, and then like my first, uh, school project where like we had to do a creative exercise. Uh, my buddy Matt made an X-Men play. Like he wrote a play where he was Wolverine and I was Gambit and our nerdy friend Adam was Cyclops because he was a nerd and he had glasses and like, we we did this show on stage of like us being the X-Men for extra credit for class or whatever. And like, oh, performing is a thing like more attention. Yes, please. Oh, my God. And it just kind of like spiraled from there. Right. Uh, I was in drama club all through high school. And then uh, I like Phil am obsessed with skateboarding and music. And so uh, I joined the college radio station as soon as I could uh, so that I could have my own college radio show uh, because like I had like, 
I had the idea that I was gonna play like the music I want to hear, you know, like why isn't there a punk rock radio station? Uh, this isn't your father's punk station, <laughs> <laughs> but it was because hits, that's when punk was good. <laughs> and then your favorites like square pizza. <laughs> and Tony, where's my club. t-shirt in the shop? I want my square pizza t-shirt. Square t-shirt. pizza shirt. But it's, it's just got to be black with white lettering. Like that's yeah, it just says square pizza, square pizza. And then the back might say East Coast tour, but it's only got four dates. And one of those yeah. dates is Phil's basement. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love it. Make it each of our oh, basements. Man. There you go. That's and actually it's, sick it's, as hell. Yes. It's, and then it's the so, Alamo. It's, yeah. And the Alamo. That's this, the, the tour finale. Show. Yeah. Oh, man. So, Mike, it's funny that you say that because in high school, we had to do a book report. Right. And instead of doing a book report on Louis Pasteur, I shot a, a, a 15 to 18 minute video of like me as Louis Pasteur, but also a four minute intro of people that worked on the video with Du Host playing behind it. Right? <laughs> Fucking A plus right away because of production value. <laughs> information nobody remembers but god damn was that teacher blown away oh god i wish i still had that but yeah i mean i was always making stu- the the worst content and people still consume it because uh it's still better than they I'm, can do there's an app and, well, and there's an appetite for anything right uh and i, I also think kind of to charles's point like so in high school, we, me and my little circle of friends, I always, I always have some sort of like, um, comedy crew, like wherever I'm at. And in high school, um, we did our presentations. We would do skits and music. We wrote a song about, um, uh, it was a story. I think it was, uh, yeah. Maheo. It was a story called Maheo. It was about, it was a Ugandan poem about having to eat pork or not eat pork or something. I need to look it up. But I remember we did the story of Maheo and we did all these like like song spoofs at the time and much like Phil, A plus, because was it great? Probably not, but nobody else was doing that. You know, like we were ahead of the game on on the content part. And then um but- I know Go we ahead. talked about the ska song about the book platoon. So, like, <laughs> I feel you, Tony. Like, uh, you know, we my, just uh, one of our listeners, Jamie, uh, from time to time, whenever he hears, um, I think it's uh, tequila. The song tequila. He'll tell me the story about how he did a project in high school, maybe in early college, but I think it was late high school, where they did a Lego stop motion video to the song tequila and got a great grade. It's their Spanish class. And that was their project. They made this video of these Lego characters dancing to the song Tequila. Dene. You know, because they didn't just write some stupid paper or do something else. And the, 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 the last thing I'll say about, like, getting on the path, like, those were the first two. It was that that weird video I did for Beavis and Butthead. A lot of stuff in MS Paint. And then, like, in high school, early high school, uh, my mom and I shared a car. So I would bring her to work, go to school go back, pick her up, then she'd drive home, like that type of situation. 
but I got out of school earlier than she got off work and she worked at a teacher resource center. So it was the place all the school district went to like find construction paper, get stencils, get paint, all that type of crap was all in one central location. And they had an old uh, video editing board. And my mom was like, you can just go in there and, and screw around with that. And I was like through the moon, like for real. She's like, yeah, go ahead, I don't care. They had a camera. They had the the, nice. and it was all real to real, like tape to tape, rather. Um, and I just had we just had free reign, a couple hours a day to just play with it, and That's awesome. it it hasn't it hasn't stopped. My senior project in high school was. Um, me and my buddy that learned on that tape to tape, we did a we did a movie, we did a two part horror movie, um, and um, to this day, when I go like I go back to that high school to judge to help with their senior projects, and I'll say like, yo, I did video editing, I still do this stuff, like to this day, I never stopped getting into it. So, oh man, yeah. that's so cool. Um, yeah. I, I tried to get on my high school's like morning announcement production team, but I had beef with one of the kids that was in charge, so it didn't happen, right? So I had my computer teacher at the time um, just steal me software so that I could download it and work on it at home. And I remember that, that moment where <clears throat> I got my first internal capture card it was a firewire capture card oh yeah so i can go right from the camera into adobe premiere and like this whole fucking world opened up not only that but like the other like capturing devices that i had couldn't rival the 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 quality of this firewire capture card man and it was wonderful it was like revolutionary uh, of the time and it just it's so funny because I still have my my Sony VX2100 upstairs and like my phone does better quality but yet I still take that out every so often to shoot on mini DV because of just like that nostalgia feel of like because you I need that you. color, like you need that color separation when it's like really bright outside. Uh, you but just I also need that. still have white balancing cards, so I can white balance the camera depending <laughs> on the settings that I'm in. You don't want to just I, use I just, the uh, mini DV filter on Instagram. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, dude, you could just put a filter yeah. on that now. Yeah. That's oh, okay. That's a thing. Probably. <laughs> Phil's wow. whole like I, I still have not upgraded my camera. I'm still rolling off a camera from 2003. Phil, to your point, when my buddy Joe got got the Adobe Premiere first and was like, "Yo, check this out! I got my computer set up," and it was mind blown. We would just stay at his place like hours and hours and hours late at night editing stuff, and um, uh, it was a big deal because it went from linear to non-linear. And because those old tape to tapes were linear, so you yeah. had to edit them in the order oh, yeah, you were yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. like the movie. And so we were like, "What? We can jump around, move, jump up, video jump up. Yeah. clips." Yeah. Well, that's it the thing, right? Insane. Those those old VH, uh, VHS video cameras that we were using had in camera editing. So, like, that's all we knew was in camera editing oh, wow. on these. These fucking shoe boxes that are that are uh, 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 recorder, you know, uh, video cameras, 
just man, uh, yeah, such a young age. That's crazy, man. Um, Charles, yourself, we where? Yeah, when did when was I? I, I say this sincerely. No, no. When was the Rock God born? Uh, honestly, I think it, it. I was born for this. I mean, my parents tell stories of stuff I can't even remember. Uh, you know, as as a little child, um, always producing or, or performing, right? Always out there. Uh, two or three years old, right? In the nursery. I just, Phil, you might remember this. Well, actually, all of you might. Oh, Mike, you're a kid. Uh, but when when the, Charles was at the nursery, he's yeah, going to remember no, that. The, the records, the Star Wars records. You get the little records, read it, and he goes, oh, yeah. and you turn the page. Turn the, the page. Cassettes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, I had those, right, as a little kid. And then I'd go perform the books after I'd listened for so long. Then to like the stuffed animals or, or the kids in the nursery or something. Uh, they, they've always told those stories. Uh, I've, I've told the story of being eight and being interviewed at, at what was uh, the, one of the original Fox affiliates in Georgia, which is just a local thing, not Fox News. Everybody gets that twisted now. But, um, I, I mean, I just always had a hunger for all this stuff. Uh, didn't know what I'd do. I tried writing songs. I'm not good at that at all. Uh, one or two I did okay with, but for the most part, you know, when you're eight and writing music, not a savant. Idiot, maybe, but not the savant part. I didn't have that. Um, uh, I talked about how I used to to uh, record songs off the radio and and try to make um, stories to it. It wasn't just it. Went, it was more like you know somebody gave me crap about Delilah sucks. What I loved about Delilah is the same thing I kind of liked about Casey Kasem, but more in Delilah's side, where she told a story that kind of connected some songs. Or this one goes out to Tony. Who said Delilah sucked? Uh Swan. I oh, think. it's ra- it's rampant through chat. Yeah, yeah. Chat, yeah we can we bring her up. I was right. It was Swan. I didn't give you the wrong credit this time. It was actually Swan who did that. But I love the storytelling, right? And so I got hooked on that. Um, <laughs> Everyone was like, me, me, yeah. also me. me. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you know, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it was always something. And I did think I was going to do music in a band for a while because that's what we knew, right? You could go in the radio like you were talking about uh, getting into the college radio station, Mike. Or, and, and I did grow up listening to talk radio, but it just didn't grab me for Oddly, for some reason, I don't know why, because this is all I listen to now, podcasts and talk radio and, and a little bit of music. But, um, yeah, man, as far as I can remember, I've been doing this, some version of this. Yeah, uh, it's hard because, like, for me, I had never been a, oh, I'm going to work with video kind of guy. Like, in high school, we had a whole, like we had a whole video production class that kids could take where like it was an elective and you could shoot video that would get shown on the, like on the morning announcements as like a a weekly feature. Uh, I was in a few of those videos because like all the skate kids, obviously were taking those classes uh, to be able to learn, learn how to film skate videos. Right. And so one of the, one of the features that they did was on injuries uh, I had broken my foot and I was like brand new to school. They didn't know who I was. And so they pulled me into a room. They only knew my first name. Uh, and so when my, like when my part in the feature came up, it just said Mike McToe under it. <laughs> because like that would, that, Oh, this guy's got broken feet and his first name's Mike. Uh, so that's what we're going to call him. And like, <clears throat> I never got into that space. Everything I always did was either on stage or live or like performance art, weird shit or like in person. And then 
we all moved away from each other, uh, like me and all my creative crew. And so then we started having to adapt to that. And so we started a podcast as a way to force our friends to hang out and make jokes again. Uh, and that's how like adventure incorporated started was like the six of us were like, Oh shit, we miss each other. Wouldn't it be fun to play a game? Yeah. But like, nobody's going to show up just for a game and y'all are performers. Mm -hmm. So we're going to make a product and then y'all will have to show up. If we have one listener, you'll have to show up. Oh yeah. No, I mean, um, I actually, oddly enough, got started off onto where I am now where I do get paid for some of what I do and, and some of the products that I make with digital media. When I lost my job before there was Patreon and I was playing the shit out of this game called Marvel Avengers Alliance on Facebook, of all places. And I'm like, have one screen up playing that, and one screen up applying for jobs and, and doing all the job search. And I spent more time playing the game. And I, stupid thought. I'm like, well, if I'm going to play this game this much, I need to start a show and get paid for it so my wife doesn't get mad at me. This is pre-Patreon, pre-Twitch, pre I don't think that's a stupid that. thought. I was probably pretty smart. But <laughs> it, it turned out okay. But there was not a way to do it, Tony. There was no avenue to make money by fucking starting a podcast about that oh, no. show every week I, and sure enough we start getting paid for it. it's like what the fuck i just mean the thought process of i better do this so my wife doesn't get mad yeah yeah that's so, probably a smart move because i mean the answer is like well i'm playing the game for a podcast versus yeah i'm supposed to be applying for jobs but i'd rather you know, kill spider-man sorry but what i can say tony is in high school when i was making those skate videos I was never the greatest skater in the group and nobody wants to watch one Hessian fucking grind bowls and pools and just fucking do dirty skateboarding tricks, you know, all day. So like my job really was the shooter. I, I was the cameraman and the editor. Right. So like lining up shots and, and finding different angles and visualizing like, how this is going to look on film is where I kind of grabbed my expertise and, and I, I got pretty good at it. Right. Especially when it comes to uh, skate videos always have to be on the beat with the music and, and you always have to have a certain way that, that, that the, the, short video of the tricks flow perfectly. And I just, I had a fucking knack at it. And though I would put myself into my videos, my favorite part were highlighting my friends and getting their parts looking fucking perfect to the point where, like I said earlier, we were in Lancaster today, or I'm sorry, this week. And I saw a place that if I was a child, like, Oh, that's a triple gap right there. This is how, if I was still skateboarding and videoing this, this is how I would shoot it from the angle and nice. also understand like not only that, but here's my edit point so that I get a wide shot of him doing all three, but then also close up shots of all three gaps being hit and how I would cut that together. Like that's ingrained into my brain now. Where I'm just like, that's a perfect place to skate. Here's how I would line my shot up. Is it dark? Great. I have a generator. Here's how I'm going to light it. Like, they, I, I can't help it. But every time I see a skateable a spot. spot, yeah, I can fucking visualize how I would shoot that on, on film, man. 
I mean, that sounds cool, but as a director in high school, I had a dude fall off of a roof. <laughs> oh, no. Um, that was just intentional. It was, a, just wow. yeah. it was a stunt shot that we set up, and and the the way it came to light, it was a horror movie. Um, basically, friends, people that I'm still friends with today. Do you guys remember the short dude that came to the barbecue during Dragon Con, Tyler, the one that lived up the street? Anyway, there were so many white guys there. I couldn't really. Uh, he came with a he came with a dog. Anyway, he um. I he do. Was, yes, yes, I remember. I those remember dogs. the dog. Yes, he was in a damn video. I don't, was this twenty five years ago, man? And um um he lived in this house, and his he was playing his music too loud, and someone asked him to turn the music down, and he told him off. He was like, "Screw you, man!" Blah 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 blah. So then um some creepy stuff starts happening, and and his friends start dying off, and they end up on the on the roof of their house. Only because my friend who was insane was like, dude, I could fall off a roof. What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you set up cardboard boxes and tape them up and you fall into the boxes. And he was like, I've done it before. I promise you. We're like, all right, that's the finale. The, The killer and the dude end up on the roof and he falls off and come to find out the murderer was the guy who asked him to turn the music down. The, the, the final, the last line was I told those kids to turn that music down. And apparently because they didn't, it was okay to murder them all. I don't know. It was a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, Spoilers. spoilers. Swan and Jeff. Spoilers. (laughs) Tony, if I was going to go to the local family video rental spot, now I know what I'm not getting. Well, keep in mind, it was an anthology. There were two stories. Um, and although I directed the first story, I act in the second story. So, yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it for the B-side. Dude, I also have two horror shorts that I filmed. Um, luckily, that, that my parents were really fucking supportive. Um where they started asking around their their friends if they had any old doors they were trying to replace so that we could do an axe through the door scene. Um, Nice, nice. It was so, so terribly dumb. But God damn. God, I just want to go back. I I still have all my mini DVs, man. I just want to start ripping them again and seeing what else I could put together. Do you remember the CKY videos? <laughs> you do the, the, key, the Keating cut? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the Keating cut. So hold on. Hold up. Yes, Mike, I do. I'm from Westchester. It's all I was born with. Um, it's funny, Tony P, because Bill has tried to talk me into doing this. The Keating cut of all these fucking old movies that I used Yo, to Yo, Bill got some nice equipment. Oh, God. <laughs> That's fucking Bill, man. He is the worst. He's such a manipulator. But he's right. I probably should do that at some point. You're giving, you know, have so, the Criterion Collection, the Henderson Collection. Let him cut it. <laughs> so this this <laughs> video that me and my buddy did, it was our senior project in high school. We had to do a senior project, and that's the project that, like I said, today I'll go and judge their projects. Um, and I'll never forget when I was. We had to do a practice presentation. And my entire presentation was based around, I had a lot of fun doing it. I'm proud of what we did, but here's what I learned. Here's what I wouldn't do again. You know, and that's kind of how we all are, that obsessively trying to be better. I'm still that way. And I I got in trouble for it. They were like, no, 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 don't just like crap on yourself. You know, 
talk about the stuff you like. I'm like, eh, I don't really like it, but here's what I learned. And they're like, no, that's not how you present. That's you gotta, perfect. you gotta <laughs> at least feign and excitement. This was in 97, dude. Like it was, um, I was like, all right, fine. But I did it anyway. First I presented the stuff I liked and then, um, I was like, but here's what I learned. And then I, I went into, um, all the stuff I didn't like. I think framing it that way is fine though. Right? Like if you, if you're, if you're setting yourself up for forward momentum, that's the conversation. It's it's always about framing. Like if it's not framed properly, nobody's going to, nobody's going to care about it. That's right. Gentlemen, I think we will wrap it up. We, I think we're a couple minutes early, but I don't mind. Because, uh, you know, one thing I love, getting done early and going back to watching my movie. Um, before we wrap, does anyone have anything else they, they want to add? I am really glad that y'all became content creators and that we get to create together every week. Me too. Honestly, man, if we're going to get deep, um, I absolutely love it. makes me happy. I look forward to it. Um, I enjoy this. I enjoy doing the other stuff at all sort of, I enjoy, Oh no, I got something I want to talk about. Oh, I enjoy shit. too late now. Yeah. I enjoy, um, other people getting into it as well. I sincerely love that. And a couple people in chat mentioned, um, ha! Ha! that's so I can't even be mad at that. That's Drow's so good. Josh, that's so good. Lighten up Tony. Getting done early is why there's so many Tony X's in here. <laughs> All right. That, no, I'm not even. I'm not saying that just to be nice. That is soft. That, oh, that's good. Uh, no, that was good. Um, 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 lost my train of thought. Ah, a bunch of people in chat mentioned coming to Dragon Con and getting excited about making their own content. Um, and that's super dope. I love that. And there's people this year that I'm like, yo, I'm excited for you to see this other stuff and to help, help ignite it. So yeah, I love it. I love when other people do it. Let's all do it. What's up, Phil? I will know. I, I'm just going to piggyback, man. I yeah, had let's somebody do it. recently asked me like, so like, what wh- what are your numbers like about uh, this almost daily discourse? And I was like, to me personally, dude, it don't matter. I don't give a shit what my numbers are at, uh, for this show. Like, this show is all about hanging out with three of my best friends, but also talking to the community and having that community there, man. That's the more important thing to me uh, is, is not only taking the opportunity out of my week to talk to three of the most important people uh, in podcasting to me, but also hanging out with a bunch of people that are also then going out and making their own dope shit. Right. And being able to promote people inside our community that, that are going out there and doing dope shit. Like and that's what I love, man. Convincing each other to spend money that we shouldn't be spending. Um, I can't wait uh, to hear you next week, man. It's going to be great. I was on another project that was outside of our circle. Um, and it was not pleasant to, to work with and be on. And I got spoiled. I get spoiled by us and our community and the people that are just so supportive and understanding and open to everything. So yeah, it's awesome. Absolutely love it. Um, you know what else I love? Yeah. This cracked me up. Um, so let's, I I don't think I'm done early now, but I'm going to use all this time to talk about 
DJ Cucaracha, right? <laughs> DJ Poppy Cucaracha. No, no, it's it just like. DJ Cucaracha, but the Facebook page is facebook.com slash DJ Poppy Cucaracha. Um, during the break, <laughs> I'll, yes, yes. During the break, I'll pull it up for everyone. I don't know. Oh, my friend Oscar shared this, and it absolutely made my, this type of stuff is my, <laughs> that makes my day. And I loved it, and I had to share that love with all of you. Oh, um, as soon as we wrap, I'll pull it up for those, so you don't have to pull it up yourself. Uh, you what? can find us, <laughs> guys. I got to wrap the show up. Hold on. You can find me at YouTube.com/slash Tony P Henderson. Um, I'm a little behind on a video, but I think I'm going to cover Kong and Godzilla, hopefully in the next day or two. Uh, you can find everything from the show on Facebook, Twitter, at Almost Daily Pod, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, if you listen in iTunes, give us uh, five stars. That would be great. And send us an email. You can email us at uh, almostdailypod at gmail.com. Let us know. What did we talk about today? Um, not necessarily how you became a content creator, but whatever you're into, how you knew looking back, you were going to get in to that thing, but we're done. Uh, I'm a little hungry. I want to watch the end of my movie and I got to show everyone this video. So thank you all so much for listening and, um, we'll see you next time. DJ Poppy Cucaracha on the show, please. (laughs) 